0: Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good mid-morning, I want to say. Not quite morning, not quite afternoon, not quite evening. Definitely not evening. But it's still a time of day that I can get away with saying to our It's listeners. true, it's still a time of day. Still technically a time. I'm Liam Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our Keith David fan cast, <laughs> where we talk about all the things Keith David are in that we haven't seen. Uh, he's in... Uh, Rick and Morty, he's in Not SpongeBob SquarePants. They live. They live. The thing. Spawn from All at 11. Keith David, a voice actor and actor that you might know. If you do know him, please put us in contact with him so that we can get him on this show and say, Keith, you've got a beautiful voice. And then when he comes on the show, you two will hear what it is. You couldn't possibly hear it any other way. Anyway, we were talking about Keith David before we started recording, but we're not here to talk about Keith David now. We're here to talk about a little anime called Jojo's Bizarre Adventure by Hirohiko Araki. Wait, I thought we were talking about Keith David today. Were we not talking about Keith David today? Nick, the people are a buzz. Go on. Uh at a new Twitter project... Where someone is running uh, chapters of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure mm-hmm. through Google Translate twenty times and then adjusting the um, the scanlations oh, <laughs> yes. appropriately, uh, and I was very pleased to see that uh, rendering the first cover image through this uh, process. Uh, Changed the name of the creator of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Hirohiko Araki, Mm -hmm. to Hirohiko Archie. Uh, (laughs) The synthesis of my two interests, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and Riverdale. Have there been any bangers of pages yet? Well, I haven't read the chapter that's been released, but I did see a couple of um, preview images on the Twitter profile in question, which I am pulling up. Now, as I fill for time on oh my. this podcast. Hi, my. my name's Fill a Time. Produce. This this is good podcast content. This podcast is, of course, JoJo's World. Our podcast. It's a Jojo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion show. It's what we do. It's who we are. We were literally talking earlier today in that we have shrugged any expectation of like Good content from what we do. So this is uh, it's <laughs> JoJo G translated on Twitter, Google translated JoJo project, uh, and here is uh, the f- cover of the first volume of Joey's Special Experience, <laughs> published in Jump a little, Jump a little. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Oh, they've actually like redone everything yeah. too. There's oh some graphic God. design going on there. Yeah. God damn. Uh, so I recommend checking that out if you want, you know, a doo wang for the modern era. Here's Dio saying, very close to where I am happy. Do you think crypto is a brand for my business? <laughs> How many? Is it 20 times through Google Translate? I think so, yeah. Jesus Christ. They can only be pain. Chapter four, or step four, beware of God, please. <laughs> anyway, that's just our little way of... Spooking things that are probably already much more popular than us. Heyo! Yeah, they've got got 14.5k Twitter followers. How many do we have? Seven? We've got something like 300. Yes! (laughs) Yes! We're doing it. We're almost viral. We're practically viral, really. Yeah, we're basically the pandemic. Yeah. All we need to do now is create AI-generated podcasts, and we're basically viral, I think. Yeah. I think that's how that works. Yeah, the algorithm. Space Jam 2. No, I never said the algorithm. Don Cheadle. Uh, what? Now you're just throwing terms Space out Space Jam 2 has got the villain Algorithm, who I believe is played by Don Cheadle. Is that a joke? No, the movie sucks. Don't oh my watch it. Oh god. I haven't seen it, but I hate the concept. Yeah, no, that's not good. Do you reckon it was made originally as like, okay, so we got this new idea. Okay, and like, so the, the majority of Space Jam 2 takes place within the servers at Warner Brothers headquarters uh, and the algorithm, mm-hmm. uh, algorithm yeah. uh, is synthesizing the ultimate crossover event with all the Warner Brothers intellectual property. So Space Jam. So it's a movie, much like Ready Player One, it's a movie about loving intellectual property and the companies who own it. Right. Okay. Question. Is that a good thing? No. Hmm. That sounds about right. So, is Nick, it is it marketed as a good thing? Yes. Hmm. That also sounds about right. And they made Lola Bunny less fuckable. Did they? I, I don't care. I care. <laughs> Uh, Rachel Bloom, the um, head creative behind Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, mm-hmm. um, who does a lot of like good comedy songs as well, mm-hmm. uh, famously has a uh, a song riffing on uh, Bunny in Space Jam 1 called something like, I Wanna Titfuck That Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we were all young, we all saw it, and we were like... Truly, Lola Bunny <laughs> was the Disney's Robin Hood for a new generation. <laughs> You're like... So there's that fox, that's fine. There's that... Hmm. Oh, hello, who's that big old badger man? Anyway, um... JoJo's. JoJo's. Season part six, episode 12. Yep. The last episode yep. for now. Yep. What will we do? We'll find out later on this podcast. Uh, Hopefully, unless we forget to tell but anyone. We have done all of it now once again. Uh. Oh... Release more content so that we can release more content. <laughs> this is the... The, like, this is the literally circle the of life. Yeah, this is the content cycle see, that we live in now. We're like the... The reaction? Gungans channel? and uh, the Naboo. Yeah, We on. have a symbiotic relationship uh-huh. with releases of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> yep. Where one that affects... What, what affects the one must invariably affect the other. Okay. Now... You might say that we're more of a parasite in that we don't <laughs> overtly affect Hiroko Araki or Netflix or David Productions at all. Yeah. But I would say that... Shut up. <laughs> I would say we live inside their proverbial mansion. We are thought so you were going to say we live inside their proverbial small intestine, <laughs> feasting on the drops of nutrients <laughs> that they would otherwise consume. <laughs> I literally, like, vacuum up the crumbs that they leave behind on the floor, being like, oh, is this a joke I can use? <sighs> yeah, this podcast is a sort of audio Roomba. Wait, uh, do we uh, do we also, while we're roombering around, do we also, like... Ruminating. Sorry, while we ruminate inside the room by sucking up all the shit content and spitting it back out, do we also, like, leave behind a trail of some kind? Perhaps... Yeah, sort of ooze, a miasma. Yeah, uh, a strange... Goop of uh... toxic frog juice. More on that later. <laughs> Nick, today we're talking about season uh, part six, episode twelve, uh-huh. the 164th episode of JoJo JoJo Jar, Jar bizarre adventure uh-huh, as you. a whole. Yep. Oh my god! Yep, it's loose today. It's loose. <laughs> it's so loose. I've had a hot chocolate. You haven't. This is. I had coffee. Rough. You had coffee. We all have hot beverages, Nick. Good God! Uh, it of course covers chapters 641 through 644. Of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure manga, Nick is 641 a prime number? Um, hang on, let me just do the maths on this one. Carry the one. So 640 is even, so it's not prime. <laughs> yep, yeah, great, good start. 642 also even, so not prime. 643 uh, irrelevant to this question. <laughs> hang, hang on, wait, wait, wait. So th- okay, so what? What's the number? 641 yeah. minus 30 gives us 11. So I suspect yes, it would be prime. Great. But I don't honestly fucking know. We would love to see it. It could be divisible by seven. More on prime numbers later. But for now, Nick, I would like to ask you to shut up. I, look, out of respect for whatever's coming next, I will silence myself. But just know... I'm never doing this again. Okay, the last time this is that I share time. with you some words of wisdom from the author of Jojo's <gasps> Bizarre Adventure. I take it back! Hirohiko Araki. I take it all back! Uh, and as you can see, there's a nice little picture oh, of yes. him in a sort of floral shirt <laughs> uh, next to some plants. Is that a bogan It's looking villain? very tropical. Oh, uh, it might be a frangipani. I don't know anything about botany. A story from my childhood. At last we learn why. When when I was in primary school, Mm -hmm. I had a friend who was stupid. It's like you and me, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Now, hang on a sec. Which one? (laughs) One day, as we were playing, he sat on a flower bed, which was actually some cacti with thorns so tiny we couldn't see them. Okay, that's me. That's definitely me. (laughs) His shorts were covered in thorns. Immediately, he shouted, grabbed his behind and began to cry as he stroked it covering his hands in tiny thorns. Even if I told him the thorns were invisible, Wait, what? <laughs> Even if I told him that the thorns were invisible but still there, he compulsively licked his hands anyway. The thought occurred to me that we should stop being friends. <laughs> Why would not you lick your hand? To- and <laughs> <laughs> then his tongue is covered in thorns, I suppose, is yeah, the implication? Yeah, it is! But like, what? okay, so imagine you've just grabbed a cactus and you pull it out and there's these- Crucially, first I sat on the cactus, then I grabbed my butt. Sorry, yeah. Then you grab it and you're like, oh no, there's all these thorns in my hands. But they're invisible. They're itchy. Lick, lick, lick. Lick it up. Ah, like Yoshikage Kira. (laughs) Mm, Delicious hands. Oh God, no. Why did he lick the- Oh God. I just- oh. There's just no way to know. It's literally like one of those Junji Ito-esque nightmares where like a guy is there just being like, oh, I, I just need to lick the wound. And it's like, don't lick the wound. It's filled with deadly thorns. And you're like, I lick them. And then there's that one image of him as he licks the thorns are all getting inside like the yeah. paws mm-hmm. in his tongue. And he's like, Ugh. But he looks so blissful. He looks like he loves it deeply. And it's a weird political statement about the justice system and how when they lick on the poor uh, disenfranchised youth, okay, the thorns in their hand, uh, they get stuck inside the jail cells of their tongue paws. But we never know that because we're not from Japan and we're not smart. Nick, we opened where we left off last time. Damn right we did. As Poochie and Jolene are staring each other down (laughs) along an open, secure door. It's... Noon. Father Pucci has crosses in his eyes for some reason. Why? Okay, he didn't have them last episode, did he? And he didn't have them for most of this episode. So why in this exact moment does he have crosses in his eyes? There's just no way to know. Is is it like... He's got her in his crosshairs. Target acquired. Jolene Cujo. Destroy at any cost. Or is it like Pale Snake is in him, so... Light snake. I mean white na- white snake White, Nake. white Nake is in him so he's he's just got weird eyes. Or is it or is it like the light from something is reflecting? Yeah, maybe. maybe. It's just weird. It's just like, unclear. He is a Christian, of course. Yeah. And as we all know, all Christians have crosses in their eyes. Yes. So he's like, oh, it's Jolene Cujo. I guess she killed Lang Wrangler. That's pretty much it for like three minutes. <laughs> and Weather Report is also there hiding behind some barrels being like, oh, it's the chaplain of the prison. What's he doing here? Uh, and Jolene talks him down from calling the guards being like, hey, uh, I am i don't want any trouble, man. I just want to get to the courtyard, please. Just give me a minute. Uh, well, you didn't. You weren't the one who opened the door, were you? Th- Sorry, you used someone else's secure ID. And- yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you got to believe me. He attacked me. It was self-defense. He's over there. And then he's all like, well, are you alone? And uh, Jolene's like, I am alone. It was just me. I lied to a priest. Oh no, I'm going to go to hell. Okay, one lie can be forgiven, surely. A white lie. It's for the greater good. Yeah, and he's like, I shall let you go, but for only one minute. And then cut to his head. I had to let her go. There's someone behind those barrels. So I couldn't just kill her with my stand, White Snake. It's something weird, like, he has like this weird monologue that's just like, yes, in the eyes of God. No one can be forgiven well, for transgressions. L- he does a lot of monologues, and at least the first part of this story, where he's like saying things that, like, whether the structure of the thing he's saying sounds priestly or Christian, yeah. but the actual things he's saying seem to be opposite. Well, he is an arsehole, so that doesn't and surprise. He's, you know, converted to the worship of the one true god, Dio, the most evil god. But he's so young and attractive. It's true, he is. Mm. But he's got gravitas, like he's lived for centuries. But that's impossible. No one could ever live for centuries. And I only see him at night. Well that's him I mean, you know, that's He never just eats a, or drinks. That's oh, just a preference. He's uh he's a non Natarian. He's one of those guys who just suns himself. Like, stares at the sun for eight hours a day. Yeah, he's a- well, Famously, he's not. Famously, he doesn't do that, right? <laughs> he's a breath. <laughs> he's a breatharian. He's one of those guys that's like- Bretharian, oh. I think. Brethetarian? Yeah, like, vegetarian. Oh. Yes, he's a breathetarian, yeah. You may go. I will pretend I didn't see you here. And he was like, Shh, what? But only a minute. But only a minute. All right, thank you, and father. Cut to his interior monologue. I have no choice. Someone is behind that container. If she has an ally with her, I can't reveal myself. But who could it be? Jolene walks out into the courtyard and there's like a big plinth with a clock on it. And there's who we believe to be savage fucking who, garden. It's just someone who looks so fucking protagonisty in terms of their design. Guy with his back turned. He's got a sinister anime, um, like, slouch, but... You know, Jolene doesn't realise that. Yeah. And he's wearing, like, green pants, a brown bomber jacket, and a flowing red hero scarf. It's like, like a real fucking Joseph Joestar-looking guy. Yeah, like, if this guy just came from, like, an F-1 fighter jet or something, this... Like, it looks like Tom Cruise, basically. No, the other guard from episode one looks like Tom Cruise. No, you're right. You're absolutely <laughs> correct. So, this guy's this standing there... guy looks there. like Tom Hardy. Yeah. Except... More like Tom Cruise, and curly and Tom hair. H- yeah. So he's got that real Akira fucking scarf. Yeah. He's just standing there, be like, yeah. he's giving off some menacing katakana, but Jolene doesn't realize that. Mm. She can't see the katakana, but we can. I'll With know. Privilege. They said I'd know who to give the disc to once I got to the courtyard. So she's like, ah, excuse me, sir. And then he turns around and she immediately sees the green Dolphin Street prison logo on his bomb, his custom bomber jacket <laughs> that we've never seen any of the prison guards wearing before. Never. He's like, hey, do you have a permit? And then he just shoots her twice in the gut. Real Lupin the third energy. Uh, and then we realise that he's got a disc in the back of his head manipulating his actions. Uh, and then we go back Interesting to... Interesting that she couldn't see the disc in the back of his head when his his back was turned to her and all she could see was the back of his head. Liam, um, yeah? I'm just going to give you a very easy explanation for this. Mm-hmm. Araki. Ah. Yes. He's the perfect storyteller and I'll hear nothing more. Weather report and Poochie hear the gunshots, and weather report's like, "Oh no! Did someone shoot you? Jo- shoot Jolene?" Uh, and then we get this like, <laughs> "Where is Poochie?" Just like, "Whoops!" No, we get like, I was, "This was the monologue I was thinking before that Poochie has. Uh. Uh, he's got this like super mastermindy internal monologue. I never intended to sound the alarm. <laughs> I made the right move to have a prison guard watch the courtyard." Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm such a mastermind. Uh, and Jolene falls gut shot to the floor and we cut to the OP. Yeah, drops the disc in the process. Yeah, and we get some sound effects. It's all basically what you'd expect all of whooshing and string sounds. Well, more like rope, like thick rope, like thonk rope. you know? Sure. Like In the sequence where a bunch of things fall on the piano, they don't make piano sounds. They God. make the sounds of things clattering. What a fucking nightmare that bit is. Like, could you imagine if they included the sound of the piano in there? And it'd just be like, and then just clink clink clonk. Oh, I'd love that. It could only be better if it played the um the JoJo's theme while they were, like, jumping, yeah. Or if the song was built to mm. to already have the piano oh, notes there. It'd be so funny. But, yeah, it's a nightmare in that bit. It's a living nightmare. How so? Well, just, like, it just... just Cacophonic? Set- yeah, it's just a bunch of noises of just, like, here's a pencil, here's a cassette, here's just some random metal shit. And you're like, oh, God, stop, stop. Nick, the year was 1988. Mm. And I've this, of course, the year that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Three Stardust Crusaders takes place. Ah. Father Pucci is having a flashback about how he met a man from Egypt named Dio, who claimed to have the power to stop time. That sounds like a pretty credible thing to prove. And they're just hanging out in, I guess, like Florida swampland uh, by the light of drinking wine by the light of a candelabra. It's very romantic. No, this was in Egypt. No, no, because Dio later on says you should come visit me in Egypt to learn more. Wait, no, it wasn't this in Egypt? I befriended a man from Egypt, is all he says. How did Dio get around so fucking much? He's got a lot of money on account of orchestrating a worldwide series of assassins, right? I guess? He just kills people and takes their mansions and their money. It's Dio. That's fair. Yeah, he'd kill a lot of people. Yeah, okay. Plus he's got that charisma. He does have charisma. And flesh buds. And he can stop time. He can... Not for long. Yeah, not for long. Maybe like a second at this point. Mm. But he can do it. Anyway, so this is, like, this is something that I like less about Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean, Mm. where they, like, they insert backwards some other motivation of Dio's or where, like, he's got this whole plan to a- attain heaven, mm. uh, which he's written, in his as we learn over the course of the episode, he's written in his notebook in Egypt, but only Jodoro saw that notebook and burned it so that no one could ever do whatever dark secrets <laughs> are within. So, in essence, we've just retcon Dio kind of kind of and this also um, a soft con if you will this is also the plot of uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Eyes of Heaven on PS4 where there's an alternate Dio who did obtain heaven uh, and achieve power over reality I see is that what achieving heaven is? is just attaining power over reality? in Dio's case nice wait so does this mean we never find out what's in that notebook? spoiler warning I can't tell you one way or the other, Nick. Damn it, Liam, why are you so good at this? So, yeah, Dio, he's like, there's a way to get to heaven. And uh, Poochie's fully got a crush on him. Like, ah, oh, he's so beautiful. Oh, I bet there is a way to achieve heaven. From what I remember from these flashback sequences in Stone Ocean, there's a mm. lot of just, like, Dio uh, and Poochie, like, laying in bed together, talking philosophy. <laughs> Because, I mean, in this bit, Pucci is literally lying on a couch being like, tell me more. You're so wise, Dio. Oh, yeah. I was 16 at the time. Technically over the age of consent. <laughs> a student advancing my studies. Hmm. I wonder what he was studying. Theology, I guess. Maybe? He is a priest now. He is a priest now, but what was he back then? A mechanical engineer. Just like a guy. <laughs> he was a doctor. He was a doctor. Yeah. And then he saw the light and then renounced medical science. <laughs> He started his own TV show, Dr. Pucci. It went on to massive success. And then he renounced television in the name of God. Anyway, Dio just rambles about how important it is to reach heaven. Uh, he's got these curly shoes on that are very distracting. Oh my God, I didn't even notice them. <laughs> like a genie. Oh, like a genie. So wise spiritual leader Dio is like, I know that happiness can't be obtained by having the mightiest body, or the most money, or the highest status. Famously, all the things he was trying to seeking. Get. Yeah. He got the mightiest body from Jonathan Joestar. Mm -hmm. He was really into getting, like, the power of a vampire and stand power. Yeah. How about money? Did he have money? I mean, kind of a byproduct of the other two things he got. Yeah, he could kill anyone and get as much money as he wanted, so, yeah. I mean, this is definitely not the words of a cult leader. It's not entirely contradictory with his motivation in that, you know, Dio's whole thing is, like, endless ambition. So once he's achieved immortality and, you know, phenomenal magical powers, it's believable he would have tried to achieve something higher. Yeah. But there's just, no, like, it bothers me that there's no higher thing than money and... That's not what I was going to say. Well, it's yeah. like, it's like once you get immortality, it's like, what no, do you I was going to say it bothers me that there's no, like, prior indication in oh. the story of this. I wasn't going to say, yeah, there is no God and money is the only thing that matters. I'll say... <laughs> Yeah, so I wrote, my, I wrote my shit in a notebook, he says. Come see me in Egypt. And then I'll show you. And we see um, a close-up of their bottle of wine. Is this somehow significant? Well, uh, I happened to <laughs> check the trivia page for this episode. Yeah. Uh, and this bottle of wine, this, this label of wine. Brought to you by Valentino. Made in Japan. What? It's what it says on the label. What? Why does he have Japanese wine in America? Maybe they're in Japan. We don't know where they are. Ooh. Um, where's this friggin' trivia page going? So the brand is Mezzanotti Toppo, which Ooh. is the same wine that Will A. Zapelli drinks in episode four of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, part one, <gasps> The Phantom Blood. Ooh! A very good vintage. I like that. That's a good callback. Mm. mmm. Famously, you remember, he rode a little cloud and, uh poured himself some wine. No, hang on. That's episode three where he rides a little cloud and makes himself a sandwich and puts salt on it. In episode four, he pours some wine to fight Jack the Ripper and turn it into an object lesson. Oh! Remember, he's like, to have true resolve, you must defeat him without spilling a single drop of this wine, Jojo. Oh, yeah! And at one point, he also shoots wine razor blades. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I don't remember that. (laughs) Ah, Zapelli. God, I should go back and watch it, but I won't. (laughs) So he gets in real close, and like they're going to kiss, like, I need your help, Poochie, to test my theory of heaven. I don't know if they get real close, because they do look like, basically they're in a music video. They're not on the same plane of depth. They're still objectively real close. Yeah, but like, it just- And the way the shot is framed, their lips are almost touching. Yeah, it just looks real, like, 80s music video style, where it's like, two faces close, but so far apart. So distant, yet so near. They can never touch each other or they'll die. Like in um, Pushing Daisies. Ooh, good ref. Good reference, yeah. I've seen a couple of episodes of that show. Seems good. Ah, he can bring people back back from the dead. But only once. Yep. And if he touches them again, they die forever. Yeah. And he brings his childhood sweetheart back and they're in love, but they can't touch. Mm. So they solve murders. See, that part (laughs) I didn't know about. Huh, interesting. Why does he solve murders? Because it's really easy to solve murders when you can ask the person who killed you. That'd be a bit of a shit move, though, wouldn't it? It's just like, oh, we need to solve this murder. Whoop, come back. Cool. Hey, how are you? Do not touch me. Okay, I'm done with you. Touch. Pretty much, yeah. That happens a lot. That's grim. That's very grim. Yikes. What an ethical conundrum. Well, he's got a private investigator friend who kind of pushes him to do that. Oh. And what, to kill them? Again? Well, because if they okay, we're really getting into pushing Daisy's law now. <laughs> okay. But if, he, if they if he brings them back for more than like a minute, something of like equal quote unquote life force has to die in their place. Oh, okay, right. So his childhood sweetheart. Something died. Someone died. Ooh, mm. but we don't know them. So I it's... can't remember. So it's all. It's been a while. Yeah. Easy peasy. Anyway, so Jolene burned Jolene. Sorry, Jodaro yep. killed Dio and burned his diary uh, on that <laughs> fateful night that we never saw. Yeah, Jotaro walks into his house, has a fucking diary. Nerd. Pfft, burn it. I mean, you know, we never saw really what happened between when Jotaro punched Dio's leg so hard his whole body exploded. Uh, Indeed. Indeed. And, and Dawn, when they burnt the ashes and the rays of the sun. Yeah, I assume they would have gone inside and had a look at his effects yeah. and been Yeah, like, let's have a rifle through his shit. Yeah, it's just like D&D, right? Oh, yeah, he's got like a whole network of uh, international stand users here. We should probably get the Speedwagon Foundation to track them down while I'm doing my doctorate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got this notebook that contains the means to achieve heaven. Now nah, burn it. Don't hand it over, just burn it. Yep. Why wonder why he burned it. Hmm. What else would he do? Hand it to the Speedwagon Foundation. But what if they can't be trusted? What if they've been infiltrated by Dio? Ooh. Trick question. The Speedwagon Foundation can always be trusted. <laughs> Literally, implicitly, mm. they are the Speedwagon Foundation. They can be trusted. So Poochie's like, oh, such a shame he died. Well, I waited for two decades for an opportunity to get back at Jotaro Kujo, And now I have, by sucking his mind and soul out of his body and turning them into discs. So, question. Yeah. Right. Does this mean that Jotaro, when he found out this guy worked for Dio... What, what was his name? Sniper Man, uh, uh, John Gallier. John Gallier. Does this mean that maybe John Gallier wasn't the true threat? Poochie was, because Poochie worked for Dio. But John Gallier was more like a mook for Poochie. Pretty much. Yeah. How interesting. John Gallier assumed they were working as equal partners, from what I can remember from mm. their exchange. But then Poochie was like... Nup, nope, gonna shoot you twice with your own gun. I can literally see things and you can't. I feel like All I right, have... take it easy. I feel like I have the advantage when using a gun. And yet he was a perfect sniper, if you recall. He was. But was he a perfect close quarters combatant? Difficult to say. Also a bad inmate. <laughs> sure. Because he was free to do what he wanted. So Poochie's like, I got the memory disc, haven't used it yet for some reason, but I'm gonna figure out what's in this memory and figure then... S- Jotaro obviously perfectly memorised the entire contents of that mm. journal. What if Jotaro just, like, opened it up briefly? It's like, oh, Dio's handwriting gonna burn this. Didn't so, even didn't even read it. I suspect that's probably more likely. <laughs> but no, apparently he committed the whole thing to memory, and now Poochie has access to those memories. So I, I don't get why... Yeah. It contains the notes on how to achieve heaven. Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. Hmm... Okay. Well, well we can get to that in predictions Yes So Jodoro's bleeding out Sorry Jolene's bleeding out mm-hmm. She is literally lying on the ground being like I'm dead yeah. uh, The door shuts between weather report and Pucci uh, And uh, weather report's like No Jolene I've got to do the only thing I can do with my weather powers I might. It might not save you But it can stop him from getting the disc And if you're clever you might survive so, Jolene's not quite dead yet. And the guard is like, gu- the guard is like thinking confusedly through his disc-based brainwashing, being like, now I had orders to shoot her and make sure she was dead. Who ordered me? Huh. Mm, unclear. Mm, but I that? do I do have these orders, though. Who was I shooting? You. And oh, I'm picking and up that disc. to retrieve the disc, too. Yes. Mm, yeah. The disc. Well, who told me to retrieve the disc? Mm, I don't remember. Hmm. Why do I look like a Jojo's character? Why do I I look like such a main character? I don't have a name or a stand power. Hmm. Oh, well, guess I'll shoot you. But, unfortunately. A frog hits his hand. And at this point, I was like, what the fuck? Just this blue frog comes out of nowhere, hits his hand so he can't cap Jolene execution style. (laughs) Uh, And he just barely misses her face. Then he looks up at the sky and like three more frogs hit him in the face. A frog hits the clock, breaking its hands off. They just slam right into him. And he's screaming, what? What the hell? And as he's bleeding out, weather report is like, my ability, also named weather report can manipulate the weather. It's all uh, I can do. Uh, but yes. did you know that sometimes in Florida, frogs fall from the sky? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But she's yeah, yeah. looking outside and he's like, oh my God, frogs. And the narrator cuts in. Mm-hmm. Between 1887 and 1974 in Florida alone, it was reported that more than 50 cases of fish, frogs, snakes and sheep fell from the sky. The cause is attributed to tornadoes and whirlwinds. Could and these are poison dart frogs <laughs> Which live atop the trees of Central and South America mm-hmm. Hey question, how'd they get here? N- weather Oh yeah They what? fell from the sky uh, Okay I guess because weather based phenomena has been known to cause <laughs> frogs and other animals to fall from the sky That's enough of a this is weather loophole <laughs> For Weather Report <laughs> stand to be like yeah I can do that I can just make frogs now. The poison dart frog carries subcutaneous poison so deadly that, quote, I don't love this phrasing, but quote, even aboriginals use them for blowguns. Why even? Let's just just move on. Anyway. Uh, And the guard, his whole face is boiling up with, with venom. With sweet, sweet, delicious, poisonous, subcutaneous poison. Subcutaneous is below the skin? Yes. Okay. Because you have your cuticles. Sure. Yeah. And so it's under the cuticle. Subcutaneous. Isn't the cuticle like the thing on the... Yeah. On the the nail? Yeah. Why? What's your point? You said cuticles and touched your face. Yeah. What's your point? Cuticle. I'm looking that up. (laughs) Don't look this up. It'll ruin me. The people will hear it and they'll be like, Nick doesn't even know what a cuticle is. And I'll be like... I know what a cuticle is. The dead skin at the base of a fingernail or a toenail and the outer cellular, li- outer cellular layer of a hair. Cuticles. And now let's keep doing science. So then what is subcutaneous? Or, in botany and zoology, a protective and waxy or hard layer covering the epidermis of a plant, invertebrate, or a shell. Ah. Or in zoology, another term for epidermis, which is, of course, Skin. skin. See, I know things this is a wise podcast and we know things we are and it's not very Googling interesting it. to hear us read these things out <laughs> yeah, so you've got your skin then you've got your subcutaneous tissue okay cool so when I did this where I stroked my hands down my face I somehow lucked out and passed my biology exam I'll be generous and say yes yes anyway I'm going to Harvard finally let's look a bit let's look into poison dart frogs so it, so poison dart frogs are a real frog. Like, I've seen them. I've seen a poison dart frog. Ah, I remember seeing these poison dart frogs on my Dangerous Creatures CD-ROM on Windows 95. Yes. I remember seeing it on my Dawling Kindersley Travels Around the World. (laughs) What is that? I can't remember. Is that like an encyclopedia collection? Dawling Kindersley was like a childhood... Hi, I'm Dawling Kindersley. It's a real company. They make like kids, um... Kids' games and stuff, I think, but they're meant to be like educational or something. But they were always in like uh, that that weird niche area in the '90s. Ah, uh, the creators of the Night Dad went to jail and the Necronomicon by <laughs> H.P. Lovecraft. You know, kids' stuff. Um. Oh God, they definitely. It's a multinational thing. publishing company. Yeah. So they published like the way things work and like this weird game where you travel around the world doing stuff. Um and I grew up on all their shit from Scholastic fucking subscription. Ah, that's stuff. where I got my copy of Majesty the Fantasy yeah, Kingdom Sim Same. From. And it was amazing. That game's a banger. So banger. I also got Star Wars Pit Droids from that. Ah, oh, I briefly played that and did not enjoy it. It was amazing. I was like, oh, but they solve the puzzles, they do the flips and then they just pass them to Hit one another. The nose. <laughs> that's what Anakin says. I hate I hate Anakin so much. Jake Lloyd, greatest, finest actor of his generation. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no. Um, anyway, point being... Poison dart frogs. They're real. They're actual frogs. The they're- common name of a group of frogs in the family Dendrobatidae, which are native to tropical Central and South America. Now, they can fly in a tornado... From South America all the way to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, just and just, and, imagined... and just them. No other animals caught up in the tornado. It's a very, very specific level of wind. No eel. No blowfish. No human. None of those fish that um sw- swim up your pee stream into your dick. Yeah, no emu. Alright, no emu. No emu. Listener, look at me. No emu. Don't you fucking dare. We had a war about this. Um, But no, they they can... um. They can fly up, be all like, bah! and then for literally hundreds of kilometers, traveled f- yep. to Florida, apparently. First class. <laughs> Ooh, up in the- Just imagine just the level of ridiculousness of a bunch of frogs just bah! and still being alive by Florida. And getting there so quickly. Yeah. Listener, if it isn't obvious enough, this is the deepest level of sarcasm. We're taking the piss. Oh god Nick their bright coloration is correlated with the toxicity of the species My favourite thing about this episode is other than maybe this guard Everyone who looks at the frogs is like (gasps) Poison dart frogs I recognise them and I know about them (gasps) I remember them from my darling Kindersley reads So this guy's like what are these frogs And Poochie's like uh, a frog like hits him and knocks his keycard out of his hand So he Mm. he gets trapped against one of those prison secure doors (gasps) Aren't these poison dart frogs known for their toxicity? Pucci says. So they're not like smashing up against his skin. They they hit they do hit his hand, but it's in t- the frog that hits his hand is intact. Hmm. So as as is later a significant point, he's fine. Um. So yeah, he can't reach his key card, but he can't just walk out and grab because, it because and he needs White Snake. He's like pressed up in the corner, and he needs White Snake to bat frogs out of the way pretty constantly. Like. We get a good bit later where he's just punching the air. Yeah. And it's very, like... You know, there was that era of, like, Newgrounds shit. Okay. Where all the animation on there would have the same look of, like, they're doing a flurry of actions. Sure, like, real Mario versus Sonic flash video. Exactly. It looks like that. That's the vibe I get Mm -hmm. from it. Yeah. Once their poison enters the body, it takes mere seconds for the heart and respiratory system to shut down. So the guard is doing pretty well, considering. <laughs> because like his whole face is, is like tetsuing out. And as we'll see soon, Pucci does pretty well as well. Yeah. But you know. Could it uh, be his. He who manipulates the weather. This is weather-based phenomenon, after all. And then I think he literally says, weather report. Yeah. With like the grimmest tone. Weather report. But he's got amnesia. Surely he can't remember what he's here for. And it's really just, it's its curious that Father Pucci, ostensibly still being a man of God, mm. like, doesn't just take a moment to think about the Bible and, like, plagues of frogs in this situation. Yeah, what about it? It's just interesting. Okay, all right. Maybe, um, maybe he doesn't give a shit about God. Was Weather Report the one hiding behind the barrel? And then he says, this is bad, card key. <laughs> That's a direct quote. What what I love about this is that this might be the most. He says accurate. it with such gravitas. though. Yeah, it's like the older I get, the more my English becomes stunted. <laughs> so this is a very accurate representation of how humans actually talk. Jolene is bleeding out in the courtyard, watching frogs fall from the sky, and it's like, oh no. Uh, she makes like a little mesh of yeah, a uh, rudimentary thread. It's like a net kind of thing. Yeah, but covers herself in a in a protective mesh, a cocoon, if you will, it's like wicker texture. They're like woven wicker. Yeah. She's gotten good at it. And she says, these frogs are poisonous. Don't know how she knows, but she knows. She's like, oh my God, these are poisonous dart frogs from South America. My dad always made me read those dumb, (laughs) dawling Kindersley books. (laughs) What's that Like the Necronomicon. (laughs) (laughs) The the cover of the Necronomicon is famously leather made from (laughs) the flesh of poison dart frogs. As soon as you touch it, you're like, oh, fuck (laughs) Oh, I've been shot. Are the wounds deep? Oh no, the poison's seeping through the threads. What am I going to do? Poochie's calling for help, punching frogs out of the way. Uh, and then he's like, okay, I've got to calm down. I've got to do Nick's favourite thing in JoJo's ever. How and is he a villain? How is he a villain? Count prime numbers to calm myself. He's been morally redeemed. And he just, like, he keeps doing that for the rest of the episode. Two, two. three, five, seven, nine. Nope. No. Eleven. Mm-hmm. And he just, he keeps making mistakes as well. I think another one was like, 28. No. 29. Mm. And it's like, oh, he knows his prime numbers. He's not doing so great if he's picking even numbers anywhere, though. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we all make mistakes and that's why numbers have erasers. He was distracted because as he said immediately after that. Wait, hang on. Hang on. (laughs) Say that again. Huh? Say what? Huh? Look, I think it'll all come out in the edit. Okay, sure. He is distracted because he says, damn it, the frogs are covering my $800 pants. Which, that is quite the flex to say that to yourself. But at the same time, because like, <laughs> it reminds me of that thing that always happens in like yakuza and earlier parts of JoJo where it's like hey, you bumped into me. You damaged my $800 pants. Yes. Who's going to who's going to pay for those? So Has like a way of shaking someone down. That's mm. uh, like a real typical like I, I you see it a lot in Japanese media, so I assume it's some sort of yakuza like, thing. Like or yakuza or bully cliche there. Mm. Where someone's just like, "Hey, the guy in- in the $3,000 suit The guy in the $3,000 suit's getting covered in poison dart frogs Come on <laughs> Oh man It's just that But with an added criminal element yeah. And then Poochie It's just that With an added religious element yeah. Oh The, the guy in, in, in the $800 pants is, is just gonna Is just gonna get go poisoned to death By falling frogs <laughs> Come on If I Oh I can use my control Over the guard in the courtyard Because he's not quite dead yet to come here and bring me his key card. So then he calls out. And he's all like, he's all like, um... With his force powers. Yep. He spins a little disc in his hand. Mm. And he's like, come to me, Jonathan. And this guy's gone like full Mr. Hyde now. Just like basically melting from frog venom. Master Pooch, Yeah. Can't help me. Ask God to save me, he's saying. And then uh, Poochie's like, No. Mm, Interesting that this guy's uh, Circulatory and respiratory system Hasn't shut down in seconds He's just mutated Like he's had a serious (laughs) Allergic reaction Well I mean You know Some people have allergic reactions To poison Yep (laughs) What is poison If not a very fancy Allergic Mm. reaction Give me your card key. Will Will that help me? Yeah, sure. Whatever. No, don't take it out right now, you idiot! And then, uh, once again, his hand gets hit by frogs. He drops the card key and he just collapses in a pile of frog venom. A classic, done it a second time game. Yep. So then, uh, a bunch of frogs fall down. A bit of a bit of poison splatters onto Poochie's face. Mm, but he's fine. Not a lot, just a little. Then another guard comes by and is like, hey, what the fuck's going on over there? And Poochie's like, oh, you're on the other side of this door. Quick, get help, open the door. And he's like, father, what's going on? Open the door. Just, just open the it's door. A, it's most likely a tornado, he just, says. Just open, just the, open door. the door, and then like the guard gets real scared and is like, "I'll open it." Oh, oh, Good. wait! These frogs. No, no, maybe I should. I should go ask for permission and get my superior. Just, no, just no, cowering out. Just, just, just open the door. All you have to do There's is open the door. There's an unconscious guard over here. You've got to hurry. I have one command of you, and it's open the door. Hold on, father. I'll go get help. Gra- open the door. All right, I see your name tag. But he's so, he's so angry at this guy cowarding out. He's just like, I need to follow the chain of command. He's like, just open the door. <laughs> just open the door. There's literally poisonous frogs falling from the sky. Open the fucking Stay door. Stay calm, father. I'll go get help. I am calm. I'm counting prime numbers. Open, You're not calm. Open the door. I beg <laughs> of you. I'm a man of God. Open the door. And then internally... You dare abandon me, <laughs> White Snake? Put a disc in that frog to control it to make it go over there and explode, blinding that guard and forcing him to follow the sound of my voice. So um, he does that, yep. and it explodes. And then the guard is like, Ah, um, I'm covered in poison. My and, and eyes. Then, and then Poochie, guess what he wants him to do? Open the door. Open the door. And he does. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Poochie leaves. Uh, he leaving. just leaves the guard there being like, Father? And Father, g- are you there? The guard's literally like, Father, is the door open? I can't see anything. My eyes got explode poisoned. I don't know how that worked, given that frogs don't explode. I was but- surprised he didn't just kill the guard, considering, like, you know, in 20 minutes' time, the guard's gonna be like, yeah, I got Father Pucci out of the cell, and he just left me there. Nah, it'll be fine. <laughs> Could have just picked up, got White Whitesnake to pick up one of the frogs and just rub the venom all over the guy. Guess yeah, I hmm. yeah. I don't know. It's a weird play, but it might pay off. Jolene's like, I'm at the end of my rope, and we're all like, good pun. <laughs> uh, I'm bleeding good. out. Never I don't again. know where the disc is anymore. I'm in real trouble. So she literally Super Saiyan. Yeah, she does a big ha. Yeah, Super Saiyan's her way out of her cocoon. Yep, and knocks some frogs away. And, and, and all the, the sky is beginning to clear, but there's a lot of poisonous frogs around. Oh, there's so many poisonous frogs left. Poochie is watching from a nearby window and he sends Whitesnake down to pick through the courtyard to find Jolene and... And the disc. So he he sees Jolene's apparent corpse under a huge pile of frogs and he (laughs) just does this one. I literally just said like, shut up to the screen when he said this. (laughs) He says, The soul of a dead criminal returns to Earth in the form of a frog in want of companions in the afterlife. Or so they believe in the mysterious East. And it's just like, what? What the fuck are Doesn't you Doesn't that to? describe this hellish scene perfectly? Just talking to himself. Yeah. Anyway, the disc must be around here somewhere. <laughs> so he digs around through the frog corpses and finds the disc. And then, ah, oh, Jolene's fine. And she shoots out a web of thread and grabs the disc. <gasps> what? But how does that work? She grabbed a bunch of intact living frogs mm-hmm. and tied them to herself yep. to cushion her from the blows of other frogs. Hmm, don't know how that works, but sure, let's go with it. Because the, oh, the poison is subcutaneous, so if the frogs are intact, yeah. it's fine. But if a frog falls on a frog, yep. then <laughs> it's fine. The- don't think about it, okay. it's fine. Alright, easy money, easy money, yeah sure, sure. Jolene. Jolene, she did it. She survived the deadly frog reign sm- that her ally set upon her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about that little... It's not the first time in... Not, it's not the last time in this that uh, a weather report-induced phenomena is going to cause trouble for everyone. Well, you know, the weather is callous. Mm-hmm. And the weather report cares for no man. The weather report famously inaccurate. Is it? <laughs> Isn't that inaccurate? Oh. Uh, and a lot of slow-motion shots of, like, Pucci looking on in shock, in shock as, uh like, the, the retracting thread is pulling the disk through the sky and then uh his white snake is over her going to cave her head in with its fist and we see the angelic wings of a white dove uh swoop down uh, uh and get the disk in a little like uh, handcuff that's got on its leg uh, and fly away to freedom uh, and Jolene's like he was already here uh, savage garden uh, that dove or pigeon uh they sent him to retrieve the disc, uh, and he did. The uh, plan worked perfectly. Uh, and Nick was just watching this like, what the fuck, a pigeon? <laughs> Literally, I was like, huh? What? <laughs> so, it's it's like... this. Okay, I don't think it's the pigeon that weirds me out so much as there's no one else there yeah. for the pigeon. Mm-hmm. And the pigeon has a CD-sized tyre thing. Like, the thing that they put on tyres... When you illegally park. Oh, like a boot, like a wheel boot? Yeah, exactly. So, like. And it's handcuffed to his leg. And it's handcuffed to his leg, and I'm like. So that he can carry the disc. And Jolene expertly slingshotted the disc into the disc holder while dying. What? There's just so many elves that are just like, what the fuck Look, it's happen? not the most bizarre bird-based single shot we've seen in this show. Lest you forget Yoshikage Kira's ghost dad in a photograph piloting a crow. That's true. That is true. But still, like, what? Is that the Speedwagon Foundation's solution to multiple problems homing pigeons? Yep. <laughs> My god. that's the That's the... But who released the homing pigeon? Well, the Speedwagon Foundation. Remember that homing pigeons have to be trained relentlessly to go to a certain spot yeah, as well. that's what I'm thinking. So it's just like... So someone went on the other side of the prison and timed it right so it would be flying over now. So... So... What? Oh, it couldn't just be thrown over the fence or anything. No, no, no homing pigeon. White Snake goes and gets a gun. It's like, I'm going to shoot this pigeon. Uh, but uh, the guard already emptied his clip into Jolene. Oh, come on. Uh, and so Jolene has the famous words of Jotaro Kujo, "I won." She did one. She did one. She did one. And then, in the famous words of Dio, uh, White Snake is all like, "Fuck! Even with Star Platinum, your father is still a living mummy." He says, "Your daddy is a mummy." Oh, that's a nice message. Poochie said, "Trans rights." <laughs> He's not a villain. <laughs> He's not a villain. He won't even remember his own daughter. You didn't win. You didn't win. And then, uh, and then just... everyone's like, our guards are down. Search the courtyard. Don't step on the frogs. Oh, I, I can't kill you now. I've got to retreat, even though my stand is invisible. Yep. Uh. So Whitesnake disappears, but he flies off back towards Poochie. And Jolene has wrapped a little thread around his ankle to follow him and see. Can I see who is the Stand user? Mm-hmm. But uh, Pucci sees that that's happening and severs the thread with a quick karate chop before uh, before she can get the information she needs. Poochie's very wise, mm. very skilled in a multi. And he's like, areas. "I took Star Platinum to only out of revenge. The memory disk is what matters to get heaven." Hmm, that does make sense. Does make sense. Perfect sense. Mm. Uh, and we get one of those like he's monologuing about how like oh no sorry um like there's a just a general narrator monologue about like the frog courtyard was crazy huh Jolene's escape attempt wasn't even questioned in amongst all that craziness and there's like a wordless series of shots of Foo Fighters running up and telling Hermes what happened and Jolene being rushed to the hospital ward baseball boy watching on in mild concern in mm. the background and the speedwagon disc got star platinum and put it in Jojo face. The end. Post-credit scene. <gasps> Father Pucci's in the chapel. The stained glass windows are gloriously glowing. They're purple, blue, red, and another color. And Father Pucci is talking to Sports Max. Being like, hey Sportsmax, that's mm-hmm. your name I want to ask you about this bone You see it's my friend Dio's bone Do you something with your ability with it And Sportsmax is like, huh? Huh, alright So this Sportsmax guy is a blonde guy with spiky looking hair Wearing a purple prison uniform Just like me Yep Yep um, it- So Let's just say this bone belongs to an old friend of mine My dear friend Dio's bone I've Nick, question it. about Dio's bone. Uh, number one. Why would anyone in their right mind decide to translate it as Dio's bone and not Dio's, like, femur or something? We don't know what kind of bone it is. Second question. Yeah. How the fuck? How did he get Dio's bone? Yeah. Unclear. They they literally took him in the sun and turned him to ash. Yep. There were no remains. Maybe, uh, he gave him a bone before he went back to Egypt. Ooh. No pun intended. Uh, but anyway. But, like, What? Dio's bone. Mm. And uh, well, I think another important question there is if vampires regenerate from nothing all the time, why hasn't Dio regenerated from this bone? Like Cell from Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, or like Dio. From Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. Which, unfortunately, we have no more content on. No. Mm. Nick, what were our highlights and lowlights for this episode? My highlight is going to be... Oh, I don't want to say the pigeon but <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good the absolute fucking madness of just like okay so who is Savage Garden what does he do who no no, he's a pigeon mm-hmm. it's just like what, what? it's a pretty this good is... fake out with this like main character looking motherfucker in the I courtyard know. oh no he's just a guard he's gonna shoot you yeah and it's just a bit like wait but it's a bizarre adventure nothing oh no it's bizarre it's still bizarre it's weird okay I can dig it although it is a bit although my low light closely related the gun just so happened to be out of bullets. He just shoot Jolene several times. I know, but, but it's only like, like twice. Yeah, only twice and then two more times. So technically there should be what? Three more bullets. I don't minimum? think it's a six shooter. It's like it was a clip there. Yeah, a... seven bullets. Mm. Yeah. So three more. Um okay. my highlight yeah. uh is the narrator and Venpucci being like poison dart frogs. <laughs> I recognize them from my encyclopedias. Why? Oh god. <laughs> so dumb. Low light. My low light. Low light is no weather report oh such a shame that weather report is nut- bleeding nut- out yeah no one knows where he is except basically <laughs> maybe but yeah um no my low light is the my low light. just the whole journal thing honestly like mm. it's just a bit of it's a, just a bit what? too like three decades old retcon or whatever it is mm. and it's like how many parts have we had now three parts in the intro yeah and now it's like, oh, also we had a journal. And you're like, okay. the journal about heaven. You know, the thing that he never talked about. It couldn't have been literally anyone else. He's like, no, it had to be Dio. He's like, okay. Well, his name does mean God, of course. Oh, well, you're right. Oh yeah. Do you reckon he knew that when he named him? When he, when, when Araki named him. Yeah, probably. Hmm. I'm pretty sure we've explicitly talked about this in early episodes oh, of the okay. podcast. In fact. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway, yeah. So. Good time. So, Nick. Yes. It's the end of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean Batch 1 Episode 12. God, these names are just getting more insane. (laughs) September-ish will bring us Episode 13 through like 21-ish. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, Poochie's lost the Star Platinum disc, but he still has the Jotaro disc. Mm -hmm. uh, Jotaro will not turn into a mummy instantly, but still is not a going concern mm-hmm. Pucci really wants to read that disc and obtain heaven mm. Jotaro, Jolene really wants to get that disc back indeed what will happen next time on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure part 6 Stone Ocean in the episode entitled I forgot to look it up but we don't know if it's the same as Netflix we don't know if it's the same as Netflix it could be anything it could be anything actually it- that's a good point that we don't, we don't have a next episode name at this stage but the next story arc in that case mhm It's called Kiss of Love and Revenge. Ooh. Um, hmm. What's gonna happen, I wonder? So we know about the notebook now, and the notebook has a means of reaching heaven. Yeah, whatever that means. So, obviously, Poochie now knows it, because Jotaro committed it to memory. He now has Jotaro's memories. Yep. And now knows... And he's got Dio's bone. And he's got Dio's fucking bone. Yep. (laughs) Um, so if he needs... What if it's just a way of becoming more immortal? <laughs> okay. Like, what What if, say, it's like, in the eventuality that I, a vampire, will die, there must which be a way... Which he did. Which he did. There must be a way to resurrect me. Ah. Mm. Just like the death of Superman being a shitty, shitty thing, because then death became nothing. But what if... What? Like, I don't understand that metaphor, but go on. So, like, what if... There's a way to resurrect our boy Dio through some kind oh, of. Oh, I see what you meant. Because they undid the death. Exactly. It was like, well, now death doesn't. doesn't like the Dragon thing. Balls. Exactly. But in Dragon Ball Z, it's fine because they keep. The whole point is that they keep fighting people and then being like, oh, so the reason is we have to train harder because they're just stronger than us. And so even if we come back from the dead, they'll just beat us again. It's like, yep, that's it. It's like, okay, cool. Cool, 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 This is just resurrecting people, though. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like, cool. What? <laughs> I made sense to me. That's all the matter. Anyway, point being, maybe it's just resurrecting. Maybe it's ascending? It what is it... obtaining heaven. But like, I don't see what you would ascend to. Maybe you just become... Heaven. Oh, you become a stand. Christian God is real. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to attack and dethrone God. Yeah, well, we know that souls are real, right? <laughs> that's like, true. That's... And, and ghosts, ghosts and aliens, so... maybe. So maybe. And vampires and ancient Aztec <laughs> Muscle gods. I love that it's, and aliens maybe. Aliens might be real. Um, so maybe it's like you, you transcend your physical form to be a spiritual thing. Maybe. Or it could be... I just, I, I can't help but feel like it's just resurrection. That's all I can think about. Right just now. like Jesus Christ. No. Who famously died on a Friday and then arose three days later on a Sunday. Hmm. Yes. They count out those days. Hang on a minute. <laughs> uh, so I kind of feel like it's just resurrection at this point because I don't know what else there would be to attain unless it's like superpower. Well, what if Pucci wants? Yeah, he wants something for himself, not to bring out yeah. Dio necessarily. Um, maybe it's power of heaven. Maybe it's like control over because I know that Dio could control time. Yeah. He was immortal. Yeah, But he couldn't control space because Vanilla Ice controlled space. Sure, if that's how you want to think about Basically. it. Basically. Um, he absorbed space. Yeah. So what if, what if, like, getting the power of heaven is achieving the power of God itself and just being like, now I can manipulate uh, all of I have of become reality. Christian God. Yeah, so I can manipulate all of space time. This is my blood. Drink what if, it. What if Araki realized what relativity is and he's like, so I could control time, but... Conversely, I should also be able to control space because space is kind of the same. Dio just like drastically misunderstood the whole like Jesus Last Supper, "This is my blood, drink it" thing. He's like, "Well, I am a vampire." (laughs) Uh, No, no, that's not. Ah, Yes, power. No. Um, Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that. Okay, well, we'll find out then next time in September. Yeah, Nick. Um, do you remember? I know what you're doing. (laughs) <laughs> it's just your face of like Nick how dare you This is a podcast <laughs> um, Something that I wanted to flag That I forgot about When we were talking about uh, Jumping Jack Flash Lang like Wrangler's Stand Yes Is that um, It's a rare Jojo double callback um, because one of the first lyrics of that song, Junkping Jack Flash, is, uh, I was born in a crossfire hurricane, which is, of course, the signature move of Avdol's stand, mm-hmm. Magician's Red. Ah, well, well, well. It all loops back. R-I-K, you son of a three. bitch. Yeah. R.I.P. Avdol. Devoured by Vanilla Rice. R.I.P. Still missing his arms. <laughs> and his body. Yep. Uh, R.I.P. Lang Wrangler. Dead. Just a piece of shit. <laughs> um, so, Nick, yes. we've got some time to kill until more JoJo. <laughs> yeah, we fucking do. I'm, I'm punching my Yeah, my that's going to be bad audio. Yeah, stop I'm just, doing that. Okay. Uh, we're going to take next episode release week off because it's Australian federal election and we will be, I'm sure, voting and getting incredibly depressed. Yep, we'll just be like, oh, so there might be like a good option here, right? R- uh, oh, oh, no. And also, we just kind of want a break because we're entitled to one. You jags. Uh, but then we'll be back the next time after that, and I think we're likely going to do um, either until we get bored of it or until more JoJo starts up. Uh, Off discussed on this show program. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, people yeah. talk. That's how people talk, yeah. Uh, I'm not making fun of you. I'm making fun of the program. Bubblegum Crisis, Tokyo 2040. A 90s cyberpunk thriller in which Four beautiful woman, women put on four beautiful mech suits to fight robots called boomers. Hell yeah. I just hate And them. think a bit about the nature of humanity. Now what we're doing, is the 90s version a shorter version of the 80s version? No, but it's the one I've seen. Okay, gotcha. It's like 26 episodes, so, you know, depending on how we feel, we might do like Utena where we did two per... Mm. Or we might not. Or we might not. No one knows. There's we just might... no way of figuring it out or planning ahead in the podcast that we do. We might just get bored and not even come back. No, that's, that's definitely unlikely. not going to happen. We yeah. enjoy doing this podcast. God, For podcasts. you, the listener. Listeners like you make this possible by downloading the podcast and thereby becoming listeners like you. And you can help support us financially at www.patreon.com slash JoJo's World. That's right. And until then, keep watching the skies. <laughs> So I want to believe